Hi, this is Felix Chimeranyika, lead pastor of Kairos Christian Center in Lelonga, Malawi. I'm happy that you've joined us for the Kairos Lelonga podcast, and I believe God is going to inspire you and break you through into your kingdom destiny as you hear the word unpack. This is your Kairos moment, God's appointed season for your kingdom breakthrough. Kingdom mission. Cholinga chofum. Simply put, mission is purpose. Watching TV on Friday night. TVM. TVM. And there were people there having a discussion about the role of the church in society. And as they spoke, they mentioned all sorts of things as the role of the church in society. They said all the church has really been helpful because schools were started by the church. Because hospitals were started by the church. And the church is still running these things. And nowadays, the church is actually called a faith-based organization. And so, there's a lot of things that the church is doing. Just listening to that, I felt how so far behind the word we are. Because that does not capture the essence of what God says is our mission. We're not here so that we can build hospitals. We do that, but that's not the, the real thing we're here for. We're not here to just uplift society. There is more at stake. There are greater things that are happening that God expects the church to be a part of. And that great thing is called the kingdom of God. The government of God. The church of Jesus Christ is a representation of the government of God. In this passage, we see Jesus starting off his ministry and in essence, teaching us his mission. You see, here's the importance of Jesus' mission. Jesus' mission becomes your mission as a follower of Jesus Christ. You can never say you are a follower of Jesus Christ and you do not partake of the mission of Jesus. So today I want to talk to people that are serious about the mission of Jesus because they understand that the mission of Jesus is their mission. Three things that come out of this text that show us Jesus' mission or kingdom mission. Number one, understand please. Mission is about revelation. Mission is about revelation. Unless God reveals things to us, we will not be able to understand what mission is. Unless God reveals to us, we will never be able to do that which God has asked us to do. Now, the very basic level of revelation is the word of God. That's the starting point of revelation. But I want you to see in here how, first of all, there must be revelation in Jesus' life before Jesus can move on. 
Now we're told from the previous verses that Jesus has just come out of the wilderness experience where the Holy Spirit had led him to. Where he was tested for 40 days and afterwards the devil came. Where he fought the devil. Bound the strong man. Now he's going into the city to get the goods from the strong man. And so Luke writes and he says in verse 14 Then Jesus returned in the power of the spirit to Galilee. And news of him went out through all the surrounding regions. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. Friend, revelation, this revelation is a revelation of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. A revelation of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Without a revelation of the Holy Spirit, empowering presence, there is no mission. There is no doing anything. There is no purpose. The basic thing in this revelation is a revelation of the need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Listen, Jesus started his ministry only after he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Before that, no ministry. And friend, please understand, 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 what happens to Jesus must also happen to his church. And so we find out in the book of Acts, before the believers, before the disciples, go out, what does Jesus say to them? In fact, Luke says in that, that Jesus commanded them not to leave Jerusalem until they are clothed with power from them. He commanded them, it says, in Acts chapter 1, that you should wait for the promise of the Father because John truly baptized. He baptized you with water. But not many days from now, you shall be baptized. disciples on that good Friday that ran 11 different ways when he came on the day of Pentecost when they were filled with the power of God they went into the streets and preached the gospel of Jesus. They had a revelation of the empowerment of the Spirit. May I say to you today that one of the reasons if not the chief reason you are shy you are scared of giving a testimony is because maybe you are not filled with the Spirit. Oh, I tell you, full of the Spirit, Jesus gets out of that desert and he goes into Galilee. He starts preaching. He wasn't even invited. If you say people are waiting to be invited, don't wait to be invited. Go on that street corner. Preach your heart out. And people will start coming. That's what happened with Jesus. He went around. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. And I know today we are taught all kinds of things. Honor is just a gift. Because people think that baptism with the Holy Spirit is the same as the gift of tongues. You know what you're saying? You're saying the steam the steam 
steam is as good as the boiling water. Can you make tea out of the steam? No. The real thing is the baptism. The real thing is the water. The tongue is just the evidence of that. Oh, why am I saying this? My oh, friend, listen. The church has just become another organization in the world. They call us faith-based organizations. Faith-based organizations. So you have community-based organizations. Then you have faith-based organizations. Civil society. Governmental organizations. Non-governmental organizations. Oh, friend, the church you find in the Bible is a powerful entity. I tell you, the powers that be get shaken by the church. They get threatened by the church. Why? Because the church is moving in power. The power of the Holy Spirit. Oh, I tell you with our mess. You know there's mess in the church. We're breaking down buildings. Our own churches we built. We're, break, we're, break, we're we are suing each other left, right, and center. Court injections and what have you. Writing each other up in the newspapers. So and so is no longer a member of Kairos Christian Center. But I thought that's what the other company did the other day. Well, no power. No Holy Spirit power. No anointing, man. None. And because of that, no mission. When the church loses its mission, when it loses the sight of its mission, when we forget why we're here. Do you know we start arguing about the money? Eh? We start arguing about the money. Oh, no, no, but I don't like so and so. So and so is from the north. I know so and so is colored. Nonsense, no power. If we had the power, I tell you, if we had the power, we'd say, hey, so and so is from the north. Let's go to the north and turn the church. So Let's go there and preach the word of God. That's why we're here. No power. It takes a revelation of power. It takes a revelation of power. A revelation of the power of the Holy Spirit. That's when he moves. You see, to anoint somebody is to set somebody apart for a particular purpose. So kings, kings would be anointed. Priests would be anointed. They would be separated to the work of God. Now, please don't get into this crazy charismatic Pentecostal idea. Where the anointing is supposed to be power. No. The anointing is just being set apart so that you can do a particular thing. The anointing itself has no power in it. It's just authority. There's a difference between authority and power. Traffic policeman Sunday morning stands in the middle of the road puts up his hand and that 40 foot truck with a 40 foot container stops 
he has authority. But does not have the power. In fact, he should not think he has the power. Because the moment he thinks he has the power, he's dead. Authority he has. Power or no. There is an understanding. I have a destiny. There is a reason why I'm here right now. It's part of the revelation. And here is where we fail. Many of us don't even know why we exist. That's why some of us want to end our lives. Yeah. So we want to end our lives because we don't understand our destiny, our prophetic destiny, the reason why we are here. Text Revelation. Listen to this. Verse 16. So he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as was his custom, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And he was handed the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened it, he took and found the place where it was written, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Understand. Jesus had a habit to go to the synagogue. Started his ministry Elsewhere, he came to Nazareth. Right, and then he goes into church. He goes into the synagogue. He gets into the synagogue. He's asked to read the word of God. When you read the word of God in the synagogue, you stood up because it was believed that is the word of God. They would read. A scripture from one of the books of Moses, the first five books of the Old Testament, and then they'll read some scriptures that would be from the prophets. And so Jesus here picks it up, stands up, you know, and does the scroll because the whole of Isaiah was most probably one big scroll. And there were no chapters, by the way. I mean, this must be difficult finding the place where he was. There are no chapters. But he moves all the way down and says, okay, this is it right here. Do you know where the identity of Jesus came from? From what God said about him. That is his prophetic destiny. He understands my purpose. The end of everything I'll ever do is in what God has said about me. What has God said about you? No, oh, but you know, but I, I've never heard God speak. No, when you get into his word, when you get into his word, when you have the habit of reading his word, God speaks to you. And I challenge you this week, if you don't know what you're all about, but you say, Lord, this week, as I'm reading the scriptures, reveal your heart to me. Reveal yourself to me. It used to be people would have their life verses. No, life verses. Life verses where you would say, this verse, this is what I live for. This is what I'm about. I tell you for Jesus, it was Isaiah 61, verse 1 and 2. 
Ask your neighbor, what's your life verse? Not your favorite. The life verse. If you ask me my favorite, I'll tell you you shall be rich and not be poor. You shall, that's my favorite. But which one is the one that... Which is the one that defines me? That is pregnant. With my prophetic destiny. That's the one that I want. And that's the one I want to live by. Oh friend, listen. Until you understand who you are in God, you'll be useless for the kingdom of God. Please. If you're on a mission, you have been sent. You exist to bless him. Mm. Let that sink. You exist to bless him. That's why the psalmist can say, Bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. And yet today, there are people that are coming. And I like that church. The music is nice. I like that church. The sermon is nice. I like that church. People are friendly. Oh, please don't come to church for that. Do not come here for that. Come to serve God. Because we are on a mission. We are on a mission from God. There are things that he wants us to do. So until you have a revelation that you need to be empowered by the Holy Spirit because you can't do it by your own power. Number one, until you have a revelation that you have a prophetic identity that you're not here by chance or accident but you've been set here by God. You can never understand me. Please, this week, Make this week of prayer to God. Show me the reason you created me. Kingdom mission is about revelation, number one. Kingdom mission, number two, is about revolution. You see, you know, these nice ideas we have about the church, they come more from our culture than from here. Because when you start hearing what Jesus is doing, when you start understanding what God is doing in the world, I tell you, you become a revolutionary. The Garden of Eden. God's beautiful pleasant Eden. In fact, Eden means pleasant. He created everything, said it was good. Created man, behold, that is good. And then Satan came in. Messed up his creation. Ever since then, God has been on a revenge mission. Because he walked into that garden and he said some things. He said, listen, you snake, you walk on the belly, on your belly. Snake, your head will be crushed by the seed of the woman. But you only bruise his heel. Oh, I tell you in the New Testament, we are told by Paul 
that that seed of the woman is Jesus crushing the serpent crushing Satan that's the mission of God and guess what in Christ Jesus that's what he accomplished and that's what he's doing right here Jesus has already bound the strong man in the wilderness he knows he has a revelation of who he is he has a revelation of the empowerment of the Holy Spirit now next thing do the job. And so listen to what Jesus says about himself. As he quotes Isaiah 61. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me. To preach the gospel to the poor. To preach the gospel to the poor. Now, sometimes our English doesn't really carry it. The word to preach there is where we get the word evangelism. It's the word euangelion in the Greek. Euangelion was good news, meant good news. But this is not just good news in any setting. This is the good news that at the battlefront, the enemy is defeated. And so a messenger is sent back to the king or the general with the euangelion. And the euangelion is there has been a defeat we have won. Oh, please understand. Understand it's a revolution. It's a revolution. The kingdom of God has come into this kingdom and he has come, it has come to upset things. From this perspective down here, it's upsetting things. Because what is going to happen now? It looks like the poor, the ones that are downtrodden, the ones that are oppressed, it looks like these people are the ones that the kingdom of God is coming for. You better catch that one. Because look, in Luke, Luke shows us, gives us a picture that Jesus is for the poor. Matthew writes, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Uh, Luke, blessed are the poor. Stops there. Blessed are the poor. Hallelujah. You see, here's the problem with the church. Our Christianity, and maybe that's a problem. The problem is we have a Christianity. We don't have a kingdom. <laughs> yeah, we have a churchdom. Yeah, we have a churchdom, not a kingdom. The order of things up there is not the way it is down here. That's why the kingdom up there is coming down here to sort things out so that things can be the right side up. This world is a messed up world. You see, we're not here to get rich. Eh? Why are we not here to get rich? The riches of this world are lousy. Here, there's most that eat into riches. There's a financial crisis last year. And we're still feeling the effects. There were people that were billionaires and millionaires. They have nothing. Why would I want to invest into this world? It's that world. And that's what Christians need to catch. 
that you invest in that world up there with your time, with your money, with your resources, invest into that kingdom so that the things of that kingdom can move down here. When that king comes, he will reward you. But the devil has come in and said, listen, hey, why wait for Jesus? Have it now. Have it now, 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 now. You know, somebody pretty soon is going to make some sort of maize flour through which you can have, you can have nsima in five minutes. They did it to coffee, eh? Coffee, there's instant coffee now. No, just put water. That's the world we live in. We want things fast. We want it now. Now, now, now. And we don't understand. The kingdom doesn't operate like that. Jesus says the kingdom is like a woman that took some yeast, put some yeast, yeast, and put it and put in and put it into some dough, and left it like that. And then afterwards, it was like. The, the door blowed up. Please understand. This fast, fast, fast. Now, 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 now. Thinking. It's not kingdom thinking. Because some of us are buying into these ideas just tithe and God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you because you are obedient. Not because you did a jackpot thing with God. Let me ask you. Why is it that the real rich people don't do that? Because they realize for you to make money you work hard. And God didn't say, Adam, keep praying. Don't farm, don't do anything, and then I'll bring you money. That's witchcraft. Spending time climbing a mountain, praying for money. Instead of working for the money, and asking God to bless the work of your hands. It's a revolution. Where such mentalities need to be dished and thrown out. Because they are demonic, you know. They are not from God. Because God says you should work. He who doesn't work must not eat. And we have baptized greed. And we've called it breakthrough. It's all greed. Come here to serve God. Come to serve God. Not just with your money, with your whole heart. Jesus came to bring a revolution, to change the way things are. Listen. The church must watch out. Every time we get close, when we get close to the seat of power in this world, when we get close to the authorities, to the leaders, usually the church ends up losing its salt. Because it, we cannot be a light in the darkness. How can you criticize the ones that are paying you? 
Now, does that mean the church should not be involved in, in society at all? We should be involved in society, but we should understand our basic revolutionary stance. We are standing for the poor because God has the poor on his heart. He's against oppression. He's against injustice. That is the kingdom of God. Because many times we are very happy giving our tithe and getting our blessings and yet there are people that are suffering. This is what Jesus is saying. He's saying he has anointed me to preach the gospel the good news to the poor. What is good news to poor people? The good news is this. You are going to be rich. Watch out. Not the rich we're hearing in the church today. Ah, not that, not just that. Because you see, many times it stops right there. Shall be rich. For what? Prophetic destiny, isn't it? If you don't know why you are rich, you are just as bad as a heathen that is rich. Because that richness will not enter into the kingdom of God. Will not impact the kingdom of God. To preach good news to the poor. Says he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted. Those that are brokenhearted, those that are brokenhearted, he says, listen, I have been sent that I should heal you. Don't worry about that boyfriend that left you. you know, because some of us are still running flashbacks. Eh? Hurts. From way back then. Another blast from the past. Rerunning. And rewinding. Oh friend, let me tell you something. Jesus has come to heal those memories. To heal you. Forget about him. Forget about her. Jesus has come to heal you. Please understand. Our gospel is not a powerless gospel. It is not an irrelevant gospel. It speaks to people's situations. It speaks to the matters of their hearts. To the matters of their lives. It does that. And whenever it does not do that, we should know it's not the gospel Or something short of the gospel. It says to proclaim liberty to the captives. To proclaim liberty to the captives. And recovery of sight to the blind. Now please understand. Jesus when he's speaking of these things. He's speaking of them on multiple levels. There is a spiritual level. Spiritual level. Where those things happen in his ministry. The blind actually see. The ones that are poor. That have nothing. They get fed. In fact, people came to Jesus so that they can eat. And so he says to proclaim liberty to the captives. To set at liberty those who are oppressed. 
Now the word there to set at liberty is actually to send forth into freedom. To send forth into freedom. Literally, that's what the gospel is about. Friend, listen. You might be having trouble today with drinking, with smoking, with sex, with all, all sorts of things that have bound you that you've been unable to get out of please understand the gospel is the power to set you free now here's the unfortunate thing there are some that just pick out the deliverance isn't it so you watch TV programs and it's people falling all the time and people you know demons coming out all the time another part you get rich, you get rich, you get rich. Let's get the whole thing. Let's get the whole thing. Amen. We get the whole thing. Not just choose one. We choose everything. Because if we only choose one, we'll only do one thing that he has asked us to do. He has asked us to do many things. And friend, that's where church comes in. We have different giftings right here. And those giftings need to be released so that they can be a blessing. Oh, but Pastor, you're the only one that's preaching every Sunday. Go get your own pulpit. Go get your own pulpit. But you mean I should go and start a church? Well, you can call it that, but it's a home sale. Go start a cell where you preach to people, where people come to know Jesus because of you. Yes. Because otherwise, there will be too many preachers, not enough pulpits. But we have enough pulpits. There's a lot of work out there. Come on, you know that. Oh, pastor, please come and pray for my whatever. Oh, no, no, no. You have the power of the Holy Spirit. You can pray for so-and-so. Not that pastor doesn't want to come, but you have the same anointing pastor has. Oh, but don't you know he's the man of God? Very same Holy Spirit. Very same Jesus. Ah, ah. No wonder we are eating oh, your money because oh, you think we are the only ones that can do this thing. Yes. Some of us have, have seen that. Okay. Yeah, bring offerings. I'll come and pray. When you can do it. You see, friend, it's about the kingdom of God. And all of us have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. We've been sent into this world to bring about a revolution. The prayer says, Thy kingdom come on earth. In fact, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, let the order of things up there be the order of things down here. Do you think there are bribes in heaven? You get to the gate of heaven. Can I talk to you for a bit?
or maybe in heaven at the gate of heaven they make it so hard to get in so that you, you can drop something I don't know what there is no bribery in heaven no corruption so when you are praying your kingdom come you are saying let it be down here as it is up there let it be in my office as it is up there because many of us, eh, today we pray, put our hands up, we speak in tongues, or whatever it is that we do, and then come tomorrow, we get that bribe. We tell that lie. That's not the kingdom of God. You are a kingdom citizen that is sent out into that world that the world can see. Oh yes, you can be 25 years old and you have not slept with anyone. And you are not lying, it's true. Oh, because some of us used to think that. Uh, bro, at 19, you've never slept with anyone? Nah, you're lying. Ah, just tell me first. Why? Because we grew up thinking that you know by the time you're 14, 15, you should have slept with somebody. That is the thinking of this world. That is the demonic thinking in this world. Am I the only one who thought that? Or maybe all of you are born, born again. But you see, you and I, when we get into that world, we are the ones that are the, you know, the, the prophecies in a sense. The prophetic realities of what God is doing. Because they see young men, young women who don't take a bribe, who are not all about their money, who are working hard and not trying to get shortcuts, who have never slept with anyone, and, and they don't feel bad about it. In fact, do you know it's something to be proud of? Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, I'm a virgin. Yes, good, good. You see, the reason some of us don't like it is because we are not and we know we can never get it back. Yes, yes. true. True. Those are the things that are important. It's a revolution. Turning things upside down as far as the world is concerned. But turning things the right side up. Do you know, this is not just something you preach. Not something you say. This is something you are. Because many of us want a gospel that we shouldn't live by. And so we can say all oh, this, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Please, let's understand that one. Because you see, we can start lying to ourselves that we are in the kingdom of God when we are not. Mm. You shall know them by their fruit. And the question is, what's your fruit like? We have come to bring a revolution. So just the presence of the church in the world, it must be light. People in the office must find somebody to go and talk to who's not as messed up as they are. Because they're basically thinking, that guy, I can't go to that guy. He's in, in deeper trouble than me. In fact, they don't say trouble. They use a four-letter word. He's a deep da-da-da-da than me. And it's true. The world is waiting 
for the real sons and daughters of God, for real kingdom citizens who are living on a different level, who understand that they are in that place to bring a revolution. I shouldn't lie to you. Some of the messed up places are Christian organizations. Mm, yes. And Kairos is not exempt. Yeah. We better shake up our acts. And do you know how it starts? Not when so and so changes, it starts with me changing. But I want to get up. Have you seen that? Have you heard about He needs to be talked to. Fool, hypocrite. You should have gone to talk to him. You should have been the first one to talk to him. Because Matthew 18 says, if your brother is sinning, you go and talk to him. And tell him of his error. And if he's not doing right, go and get somebody else. And when he still won't hear that one, go to the authorities. You see, some people, I think it's like when they point out somebody's sin, they feel better about themselves and their sin. May I say this, please? You see somebody doing something wrong? I give you the right. Go and talk to them. In a loving way, to show them their error. Don't go running to somebody else. That's what gossip is about. Oh, you know, why did you talk to me like that? Uh, you know, I thought because it was like this. It was like this, it was like this. Now you're thinking all those things. Two days of thinking about a five-minute conversation. And by the time you tell it to pastor, I don't know. It's a whole novel now. So when pastor hears it, it's like, whoa, it actually happened? Yeah. And then you go and talk to the person, and the person doesn't even understand what's going on. And by the way, I don't do that. If you saw him, if you saw him there, doing what he was doing, you should have gone there, where you saw him, and told him it is wrong. Not to come and say, you know, oh, Kairos people, you know, oh, I saw them at that place. What were you doing there? You, you are the one who's a sadder case because because you see that person sins more, sin more than yours. This is lesser than yours. You are the good one. Revolution. He got that scroll, rolled it up, passed it back to the attendant, sat down, and everyone is like, okay, so, what's up with this dude? And he says, uh, today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. Point number three, rejection. Mission is about rejection. Now remember, we're told at the beginning of this passage that he went around Capernaum 
preaching and teaching and his fame grew. Probably Nazareth they had heard. But notice here, Jesus says to them, verse 23, you will surely say to, to me this proverb, Physician, heal yourself. Whatever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in your country. Then he said, Amen. Amen. Or assuredly, Amen. I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own country. Do you know that? Eh? Prophet in his own country. Did you know this John Chilembwe? We used to hear all these stories about. I only found out a few years ago that, that John Chilembwe is the first uprising against colonial powers in the 20th century. And so John Chilembwe, in African historical studies, is seen as the pioneer in rising up against the colonial rule. Ah, but here, John Chilembwe, John Chilembwe, And so he goes on. I tell you this, Jesus. Somebody should have told him. Okay, this thing is, is, uh, is, is fulfilled in your hearing. Dude, that's bad enough. Just stop there. Just, just, just shut up. Don't, don't say anything more. But he's on a mission. So listen to what he says. Verse 25. It says, but I, I tell you truly. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah. When the heaven was shut up three years and six months. And there was a great famine through all the land. But to none of them was Elijah sent except to Zarephath in the region of Sidon to a woman who was a widow. And it's like, why are you putting salt on the wound? It's bad enough. But please understand mission. Mission must say what it must say. People on the mission must do what they must do. Remember Jesus told his disciples? Matthew chapter 10. He says, listen, I didn't come to bring peace. I came to bring the sword. And the enemies of a man will be those of his household. Please understand, kingdom mission is about rejection. Because when you say it, like it is, they will not like it, number one. Number two, when they see you according to the flesh, they can never accept what God has put in you. That's why some of the hardest people to witness to are your family. Your family. Why? 
because they're so used to you. They know your mess. They know you from when you had all that snot on your nose. They, they know all the mess you did. And they look at you and you're saying this, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And they say, look at him. Ah, who does he think he is? Watch out. Because the people that you are familiar with could actually be the people that God is, is using to bless you. And so he says, listen, Elijah, a widow in Zarephath, are you trying to tell me there were no widows in Israel when there's a drought for three and a half years? No, they were. But why didn't he do that in Israel? Yeah, they, they knew him. Look at that guy. Weird guy. No, putting on camel leather and all sorts of things. Eating grasshopper and honey. Weird. Weird. Strange. They never listened to him. But you know, when he went out somewhere where nobody knew him, where this widow was desperate enough to hear a word from a prophet, to get something from a prophet, and believed him, God blessed her. See, that's where a lot of people miss their blessing. Eh? Oh, that's where somebody is losing, their is losing their blessing today. Because they've become so familiar to church. And so familiar to pastor and the word. They miss it. He says, listen. There were many lepers in the time of Elisha the prophet. And none of them was cleansed. Except Naaman the Syrian. The only leper we hear, Elisha, cleansing. Naaman, the Syrian. But what happened to all these people in Israel? They were so familiar. They were so used. This is what happens every Sunday. This is what he says every Sunday. Now, listen. So those of us that are on a mission, here's what we should understand. Oh, there will be a people that will reject us. The more familiar they are with us, the more they will reject us. But it doesn't mean that we should not say what we need to be saying. It also means here that rejection is part of this gospel. If you want to be the most popular person, don't be a biblical Christian. Do not be a biblical Christian. Do not go according to the word of God. If you, if you go according to the word of God, you are going to be a person that will be rejected by society. Yeah. Jesus. Yes. Everyone says, oh, you're a good teacher. Oh, great. There's nobody who says bad things about Jesus. You know that. Eh? The other religions, usually. Nice. Da -da 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 -da. And they crucified him. That good person. That nice person. How about you? You see, the call to kingdom living 
is a call to sacrifice. It's a call to sacrifice. Maybe you won't have to die on a cross. But you know, it could actually be a sacrifice of your two hours on a Saturday afternoon so we can come clear out. We like to think of the big sacrifices, isn't it? How about the small ones? Because if we are faithful in the small sacrifices, that's when we'll graduate to the larger sacrifices. Let me say this. Did you know every sacrifice you make for the kingdom of God is counted up there? It is counted. I tell you on that day when we will be given our rewards. By the way, we will be given rewards. Not a reward of just going to heaven and being a God. Ah, a reward of well done. Thou, thou good and faithful servant. And there's going to be rewards. And those rewards will be according to our commitment to God. And we need to understand being on a mission means we should make sure our mission is primary, is number one, even if it leads us into people not liking what we have to say or people hating us. We're not in a beauty contest. We're not in a you know, public relations contest. We're not in that. So Jesus says what he has to say. When they heard this, listen to what happens. When they heard this, says all those in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath and rose up and thrust him out of the city. And they led him to the brow of the hill, led him to Hillbrow, on which their city was built that they might throw him down over the cliff. Whoa. Oh. You mean those nice looking sandy people? <laughs> the ones that had their hands up, eyes closed, speaking another tongue or whatever? Yes. When they hear something they don't like, when they get offended, they can be mean people. Oh, haven't you heard of pangas coming out in churches? Right here in Malawi. Don't even worry about suing, breaking down, suing somebody, taking a roof over a church. They get pangas, brother. God forbid the day guns will be all over in this place because they will be there in church. Somebody's going to shoot somebody. But you know, these people, what did they get offended about? Jesus said, I'm anointed. That's why they're offended. Do you know, some people will actually get offended because of your gift. Please understand that. People will get offended because of God's gifting upon your life. They get offended. 
Why? People always put you in their box. Okay, so you are 19. You should be thinking like this and like that. You can't definitely be doing this. From Malawi. You should be here. Please understand. They can reject you, but they cannot stop what God has planted in you for its particular season. Jesus' season hadn't come. And so he could not die. I'm not scared of dying. Because I know I haven't finished what I'm supposed to do. And friend, when I'm done, I'll say, take me home, please. Because what, what's there to be doing? People fear death. No, here's something you should fear. To come before God without finishing your work. And I can assure you, if you say, Lord, I want to finish my work, he will keep you alive. Uh, what's HIV? What is HIV? HIV is nothing. No. It's nothing. It's doing the will of God. I tell you, he can take you through HIV. Look, HIV doesn't mean you're sick. Eh? No. It's just a status. And I can assure you, God will take an HIV person, positive person, and use them in a mighty way. So don't fear death. And I want to speak to you that went to that you know, clinic, that VCT center. And you know they said, hey, brother, seropositive. And maybe they looked at you funny. Maybe when you got home, people started looking at you a different way. When they knew your status, people started saying some things. I'm here to tell you until your destiny is done, until what God has called you to do, when you're serious with God, you will not die. God usually turns into good. So the fact that I'm HIV positive could actually be could actually be the reason that I get saved and get into the kingdom of God and realize what I am all about. Oh, praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. Because I shall do what he has called me to do. Church, please. Be a person of destiny. Understand why God has called you. The reason for which he has grabbed hold of you. Understand that one. Because when you have that, no man can move you. No man. Thank you for listening to the Kairos Lolongwe podcast. I trust you've been blessed. Please do us a favor and share this podcast with friends on Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, and whatever social media you're on. May the Lord break you through into your kingdom destiny. Blessings.